Hello friends, welcome to another episode of All My Friends with Justin, Flash Screwed, and I have a rant before we get into the interview. I tested positive for COVID-19 on September 11th for a saliva test I took through the University of Wyoming testing program. First things first, folks, I have no symptoms. I haven't had any symptoms. I've checked my temperature since that positive test. It's been normal since I got my results. Now I'm diabetic type 2 and I'm very alert about any sickness that is in my body and especially during this pandemic. I got the results Sunday afternoon, Sunday night, right during my favorite football team playing and they were losing. The 49ers were losing and ended up losing that game. So I was a bit freaked out and a bit pissed off about the game and this created some drama in my household. My girlfriend wasn't home at the time. She was working at the funeral home that she runs and operates here in Laramie. So I moved all my stuff upstairs from the bathroom. We wore masks around the house. We ate dinner in separate rooms. Uh, we stayed apart from each other uh, to avoid spreading it to each other because neither of us had any sort of symptoms. Well, on Monday, she got a test, a nasal swab test. I got a test on Monday as well. And we got our results Tuesday night. And both of us had negative results from nasal swabs. The more accurate test to take for COVID-19. So I thought everything would go back to normal. Uh, Tia wouldn't have to be wearing a mask at home. Neither would I. But turns out after talking to the Wyoming State Health Department, you need two negative tests to rule out that positive test, even though saliva tests are not as accurate as nasal swabs. I'm kind of alarmed that it took the health department six days to contact me after the positive test, and they knew nothing about my negative test results. They knew nothing about my girlfriend Tia's negative test results. So I was officially put on quarantine by the state on the 17th. I'm frustrated, but I guess it's better safe than sorry policy. Too many people out there must be lying about their symptoms and not reporting them. So we have to be overly precautious. Now I'm caught up in the system and I'm quarantined at least till the 21st. Can't go anywhere. Got to stay home. Uh, even though no symptoms tested negative. They told me not to pet my cats and to social distance from my girlfriend in our house again. Neither of us have any symptoms and still feel fine. Like they say, the number one symptom is a fever. Hasn't happened yet, and it probably will not happen because we don't have it. I truly believe this was a false positive and is very possible for the saliva test. And I'm pretty sure I'm not the only one at the university that is in the same boat that tested positive and they have no symptoms whatsoever. Now, what would you do? What would you do if you were in my position? How would you react? I mean, I love my house and I can work from home, but I'm frustrated by the process. But I know, I know I'm not alone out there. So don't worry, folks, if you see me in public, I, I'm not gonna be out in public until after my 10 days, and I'm not gonna be contagious then, nor am I gonna be contagious if you came over to my house, nor I can be contagious via uh, Zoom chat. And well, Kim Williams is the guest on the show. Now she knew nothing about my positive results because I knew in my gut I was negative. No symptoms. For a person with diabetes is unheard of. And 
saliva tests, they're not as accurate as a nasal test. So I don't know if my stuff got switched around or it's just the possibility that they're gonna produce a false false positive. So I wasn't going to bring it up in the podcast until I had my negative results from the hospital that I expected. Now get this folks, Kim, she was the prom queen when I was a senior. And I think it had to be a senior couple that year. Generally the votes go for a prom queen and then a prom king so you could get that awkward dance between the two most popular people. We see in the movies all the time. It was great to sit down with Kim via Zoom and chat it up and hear about how Kim became the Kim we all know today. We're now recording and here we go. Hello, my friends, and welcome to another edition of All My Friends with Justin Flaskrude. My guest on today's show is Kim Williams. First things first, I ask this of everybody, where were you born and raised? I was born and raised in Laramie, Wyoming. So born in Ivinson Hospital. Yep. Yeah. Did your parents meet in Laramie? How did, how did they get together to create you? My, my parents grew up in Worland, Wyoming, And they started dating when they were 15 years old and they knew each other their entire lives. They got married at 19 and they've been married 54 years. And are their parents, your grandparents originally from Orland as well? Um, My mom was actually born in Olney, Illinois, and she had really horrible asthma. And so as a baby, they moved to Orland um, so she could better but um and then my other my dad's parents were from Oklahoma wow somehow made it both to the war it's not a place everybody knows no it's definitely not I I may have been there a handful of times mostly with skiing I think but otherwise not for any other luxury like that was in high school um so are where do you fit in the mix are you the oldest youngest you have siblings I have an older brother. He's about four and a half. He's four and a half years older than me. So were you like a little shadow to him growing up? Are you blazing your own trail? Um, I, yeah, I I definitely wanted, like, I hated being a girl. I wanted to be like my brother. Um, Unfortunately, I think when you're that far apart, I was definitely a pest to him and we didn't really get close until I was older. Yeah, I'm, I have two, well, three siblings, a stepsister and then two regular. One older sister that's six years older than me. So, like, she talked for me for a lot of my life. And then I have an 11-year-old younger than me sister, which is my mom and stepdad's kid. And so I was, like, a next parent to her. And then my, my older sister was, like, another parent to me. We were all spread out. And we have this individual, we grew up individually, basically. And then throw another one in the mix for a little while and then they move out. I moved out at one point, but I was the only boy. Yeah. So um, I probably was a pest to my little sister long enough, but I, I was like a middle child. So I was like, I'm doing my own thing. I'm going to be me. And so uh, I was, I was close to her till she went to college and then she came back and I was like, Nope. <laughs> nope. She would beat me up. Oh. I know you probably want to be, 
you won't, you know, like, like you want to be a boy because your brother probably beat you up. Yeah, he totally did. Yeah. yeah. And then in public, you'd be like, you, everyone would be like, oh, you're just the greatest siblings. And behind the scenes, we were getting our asses kicked. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he obviously it was because I was a girl. He wasn't yeah. brutal, but he he definitely tortured me. He definitely sure he put some of you in a few wrestling moves, you know. He liked oh, yeah. to hold me down and uh, hawk up loogies and like about like let him touch my face and then suck him up or the typewriter. I don't know if you. Yes, yes. Oh yeah, I'm familiar. <laughs> I'm familiar. And, I, and my sister would drool, so it wasn't a loogie, but a drool all the way, and she'd go. But I was pinned and dying. And I remember she went to college, came back and like tried to throw me down. Wasn't happening. And I was like 12. And then when she got married, she tried to do that. And I was 18. And I think I threw her down with one arm and was like, paybacks are a bitch, but I didn't do anything. I just let her up. I was like, well, you're getting married. I'm being nice. (laughs) <laughs> but I couldn't believe she tried then. I was like, I'm so strong right now. I was like, dudes in high school can't even do this. I don't even know if you kid right now. Like, what makes you think that I'm just going to fall down? But it was interesting growing up with older siblings and younger siblings. So what kind of activities were you into as a kid? Um, I loved to draw. Like, that was oh, wow. really, art was probably my favorite pastime. That's what I would do in my room all the time. Um, loved hanging out with my friends and um I my parents made me play, start playing golf at a very young age so okay. most of my summers were spent golfing um and then I don't know I, I like I liked volleyball and basketball and stuff but yeah well what did you start off drawing did you start like tracing stuff or were you like hey I'm gonna draw all the dogs in the world well, like what was your favorite thing to draw one of my earliest memories, I remember just drawing something and my brother thought it was super cool. So I was always trying to impress him. So he had those uh, little NFL football helmets. So I drew all of those. Cool. And um, I just, I never, like my daughter's a really good artist and everything's out of her head. I like to just look at something and copy it. Um, cartoons, I, album covers as I got older, like that's what I really like to draw. Um, so yeah. I drew really well once, like <laughs> I, would, I would toy around with it, but we had like an art class in like junior high and I drew this tiger with ink. Like it took forever. I, I had no patience but it went into the show, it won a award, and I was like, it's not what I'm gonna do my, for my life. I just don't have patience to yeah. make art that way. I can do it other ways it came out in my life. But I was like, no, no, no. This was more annoying in sitting in that class and I didn't realize I was more like, I'm just glad it's done than, oh wow, look at it, it looks really good. I wish I still had it. I'd probably have it up somewhere. <laughs> but draw, yeah, it's, I mean, I couldn't imagine the people that can just be like, all right, I'm gonna draw, you know, this background or this microphone or not even that they're like I have an idea of what I want to draw and then put it out there and then it's amazing art like your daughter got a talent right there yeah right there so I guess the apple didn't fall you know that far from a tree (laughs) yeah I guess a little bit (laughs) were you like every other Laramie kid playing soccer no I never played soccer never played soccer never played soccer never played t-ball 
nothing. It's because everyone is like, I post a picture with my si little sister and she was wearing one of the Laramie shirts, the reversal, so it made me think of that. I didn't play, I didn't grow up, and I didn't move here until I was 13. And, but I played soccer out in Oregon. And yeah, I played. And I was real, I was good at it. And um, I tell this story all the time. I'm like, but I quit to watch cartoons. In sixth grade, <laughs> I quit to watch cartoons, but went out and wrestled. I joined the wrestling team. Oh. So that just ruined my plans. I was like, that was so dumb. <laughs> Looking back, I was like, I ruined watching cartoons for a full year to wrestle. I mean, he's in his full year, but I was like, I wrestled. And I didn't stick with that sport at all. But I was just like, why? Why? It must have been a logical step in athletics at the time. But yeah, it was, uh, that was not a sport I really appreciated. Do you have any sports that you tried and were like, never again? Basketball basketball yeah yeah i did I, t I played for one year and i was just like that's enough of that my dad was good at it and i was good at football and so you know we'd hang out and he want to shoot baskets and i'd be like no you're good let me run you over with your shoulder <laughs> or something but yeah there's always a lot of playing basketball i was pretty good but i didn't want to go out and play on teams i liked playing basketball but didn't care less about the competition side of it it wasn't that it, it was fun to shoot around because that's what I did with my dad. But when you get me in a game, I didn't have that killer instinct like other sports. So yeah, same. Like I felt embarrassed. Like I was couldn't get rid of the ball fast enough. It was I was that kid. Like as soon as I touched the ball, it left my hand. <laughs> I coached fourth and fifth grade basketball for a little bit after high school, and. All I asked of them is just work on their skills and everything. And don't worry about like, yeah, passing all the time. And I was like, talk to me when you're a senior, if you're still playing great, you know, if you use any of this stuff, football, they came and talked to me, basketball, I didn't see any. Well, there's a few that were like, oh yeah, I did play. And then I felt really old because I ran into them while I was in a bar. And wow. I was like, oh my God, am I that old? Or that? And they're like, was that a young coach? You're like, yeah, you're young. We're barely 21. I was like, oh, okay, sure. Um, so as a kid, you know, you got into golf, Yeah. your parents, which, which parent is a good golfer? Who's better? That is a really good golfer. My brother is an amazing yeah. golfer. He was, he was like assistant golf pro at the country club when he was younger. Oh, wow. Yeah. He, and he was like, he lives in Cody, Wyoming and he was golf coach of the year for many years. Like he was high school. Oh, wow. He just recently stopped doing it, but he was the high school golf coach for many years. So oh, wow. Yeah. So, so like, and my whole family, like my dad's brothers and stuff, like family reunions and stuff, we always had a Smith family golf tournament and all that. So it was fun. And then I played in high school all four years and well actually, yeah, four years. And I lettered in all four years. Right on. Yeah. I only have but two years worth of lettering, the last two, but kick ass, good job. I, I remember my dad had me golfing when I was a kid, but, and I'd play off and on here and there. And then went to college and I was like, hey, let's golf. My friends were like, no, let's drink. And I'm like, hey, well, whatever, you know? And now we all got oh, old. Yeah, <laughs> and now they all play golf and I, didn't play for a long time. And my stepdad and dad play like they're retired to play three, four times a week, or that, you know, 
super golfers. And so now I'm in it. I'm back in it. Yeah. And a couple times a year. Um, so I like never, it. I never play anymore. Like, you don't play anymore? No, I've probably played a handful of times since high school. Like, it's just, it was one of those things that I was kind of made to do. And I never really enjoyed it. <laughs> I just. I raced. I ski raced. I don't ski anymore. It's weird. Yeah. Like, it's also because I dated girls that didn't ski. And I was like, well, that's wasting. That's me being selfish or they didn't live in town. And I was like, that's me being selfish. I'm going to go skiing. We could do something together. Yeah. And never really got back to it. And I was like, I know if I go now, I'll just blow out a knee. So that's just not <laughs> tempt fate. Golf's all right. We'll stick with that. It's easier. Yeah, for sure. And getting hurt. Well, the golf's not, golf's not easy by any means. No, it's not. It's not that, I don't get hurt while I'm golfing as much. <laughs> I'm sure it can happen. Yeah. Uh, so were you like a good student in high school yeah. or just going through? No, I was, L grades? I was a good student. I was a straight A student. What drove you to get good grades? Cause I did okay. Sports kept me going. Um, my mom, like I would get in yeah. trouble. I would get in trouble if I didn't do well. So that From drove high me. Standards? Yeah. They've had high standards. I had teachers in my family and they kind of did, but didn't. But I'm glad they didn't push me. They probably could have pushed me harder, but I'm glad it was what it was. Um, but yet I wasn't prepared for college by any means. Uh, I did not know how to take notes. I yeah, I did. I, I'm the ultimate note taker. But I, by the time I got to college, I was so over school. I just wanted to get through college. And I think I picked a major that I didn't, shouldn't have. I should have done something else. And so that's kind of a I have. Um, so in your choice in college, did where'd you go? Did you go to UW? I did, yeah. Was that your first choice? Because I have to ask out everybody. Yeah, like I never wanted to leave Laramie. Okay. I wanted to do I loved I just wanted to stay with my parents and just stay in Laramie forever. I did not. <laughs> uh, growing up in Oregon, University of Oregon was probably my first choice. Yeah. Um and then I started getting recruited. And so I was like, oh, maybe those schools. And that didn't really work out. And I got enrolled at the University of Wyoming. And I always tell people, I was not super gung-ho, go pokes until about year two or three. And I was at like every game, I was videotaping stuff, but I was wearing like Oregon gear all the time. Like I was not all in. Uh, I am now. They're my, they sign my checks. I go to uh, all the games and everything, uh, alumni. Yeah, season ticket holder, travel. Uh, they've played Oregon in football a couple times, and everybody's like, "Who'd you cheer for?" And I'm like, "Wyoming." Like, I went out to Eugene and then watched Oregon kick our butts, and watched them here too. And interesting enough, on the recently on the Oregon team, Ray White coached uh, one of the players in high school in basketball. And the guy went on to play left tackle for the Ducks, and now he plays for the Lions, and so. I would, when those games, I'd get a chance to talk to him for a little bit. Uh, Mutual respect for Ray White. That would he talk about. And he talked about how Laramie, he, Oregon like trounced us. And he comes off the field and he's like, man, I'm gassed. I'm tired. The elevation's high. And I was like, yeah, it didn't show that you guys were tired. You ran up and down the field pretty easily and scored touchdowns. He's like, yeah, kind of, you know, (laughs) he's nice about it. Like not running in, but. 
So go to the University of Wyoming. Did you go and live in the dorms? Did you live at home? Um, I lived at home for, I think, two years, and then I moved out and got a roommate. Then I lived on my own for a little bit, and then I got married. Um, oh. Me too, yeah. So, um, yeah, so I was yeah. still in college when I got married. I got understand. I got married after college. No longer married to that person or anything. Me either. I, yeah, yeah. Me either. Well, because I, I, I always say Fight Club describes it the best. There's a scene where he's talking to himself in the bathtub and he's like, I never really knew my dad, but I asked him, you know, what should I do? And he's like, you know, graduate high school. So I did that. And he's like, what next? Go to college. What next? Get a job. He's like, what next? Get married. And I think I just did that, but wasn't really ready for being married at all at the time. You know? So just thought it was the next step. And yeah, people get married in their young age i'm like no don't stop yeah that's what i'm with my kids i'm like don't get married until you're at least 30 like do you first like figure out yeah Yeah. definitely that's good sound advice (laughs) you know uh so what did you major in accounting accounting yeah and did you go out and put that to you like math yeah i haven't i've not done one thing with it no you didn't so getting married, did you were like, okay, I'm in college, we're married, kids? Yeah. Right away? Yeah, that's, I, I definitely wanted kids right away, um, for sure. I basically just wanted to be a mom and a homemaker. That was the ultimate goal. Um, and I did that for about eight years. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, but did you stay, okay, college? <laughs> Got your degree in four years because you're a super student. I actually took a year off. Ah. To, uh, plan our wedding. Okay. And my mom and I like had so much fun doing that. And then before I graduated too, we bought a. I don't know if you ever heard of celebrations in Laramie, the wedding party planning business. We hmm. we bought that and we did it for a a year. Oh wow. Um, and then it was just a lot because we're. Yeah. Was still in school I was working full-time and nights and weekends were doing that and then I got pregnant and then I was like I can't do this so we sold it um yeah so that <laughs> but at least you had a legit reason to take off I should have taken a year off <laughs> I went to school for like six years but two semesters were part-time so because my parents were like we'll pay for five and I was getting to five and I was like oh this ain't happening I'm too wild and so year six comes along and i was like well i can't go full-time and just knock it out in one semester because i paying for it so and i had no clue what i where i wanted to go what i wanted to do really and so the longer i could anchor in laramie kind of figure that one out and then i was like oh new york let's move there oh is it here new york like new york like right after I graduated college. Yeah. Well, I met the girl I married at a summer camp I worked at and it was in upstate New York and she was from England. So we chose New York as kind of the middle place and we knew people that lived there. And so they kind of helped us get things going. And um, yeah, I was like, I'm going to New York. If I can make it there. I can make it anywhere. Cause I didn't want to live in Denver cause I'm not a big fan of any of those sports teams. It would drive me crazy. So that wasn't happening. 
I was way too good at what I did in video, like news. I wasn't going to work in the state of Wyoming. Like they saw me walk into the job fair, all the TV stations in the Wyoming were like, come work for us. And I was like, you don't pay enough and I'm too good. And they knew it. They're like, I don't even know why I'm talking to you. And I was like, you're probably on to bigger things. And I was like, yeah, New York, but I didn't have a job or anything. I worked at Blockbuster. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and uh, liquor store, but I was freelancing for a station out there in the beginning. So uh, that's a place that life lessons learned. Not, 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 oh, All right. uh, is, the, is the food there? <laughs> I don't think so. I don't know why he's working. Oh. Dogs. No, it's all good. Dogs probably like, where's that voice coming from? <laughs> uh, sometimes my cat jumps into my lap while we're doing interviews. So he's interested just as much. It's good to have pets. Yeah. Um, so you're calling, rewind back to me. Just took that year off. You're married, going to have a kid, you're running a business. Um, so how long, like, first kid? Boy or girl? Girl. Girl? Mm -hmm. And what is she up to these days? She is at CSU. She's an art major. And <laughs> I know, right? Yeah. My husband was the last pitcher at UW. So he, like, has a huge rivalry with CSU. So he yeah. was definitely a funny. I'm probably not as hardcore because Ty Mitchell. He uh -huh. went to CSU while we were in college and we're best of friends and we, so I'm not as bad about it as a lot of people can be. I mean, I'll tell him straight to my face. I hate Wyoming and he'll be like, I mean, I hate Wyoming. I hate CSU. Sorry, folks. I hate CSU. I love Wyoming. Whew. And he'll be like, but I kind of like Wyoming. I was like, good for you. You should. I'll never like CSU in a sports way. I was like, university is great. I do a lot of in work with them and, and on the academic levels and stuff like that. So I'm okay with them there, but otherwise, no way. Because they have choice words about CSU. And nobody will ever let me down if I said something like I said, I hate Wyoming right there. I meant to say, I hate CSU. Sorry. Yeah. So that's good that your, your husband keeps that, you know, pressure alive. I have, this, I have this friend. Oh, another friend of mine. We we're, she were at a party or something. Oh, we were at a concert and she was like, oh, I can't remember. I can't remember. I, she did something stupid and I was like, and she went to CSU and I go, it's that CSU degree. She's like, I know, right? And I was like, yeah, because her husband was a Wyoming alumni. So I was like, it's that CSU degree. Any chance you get, I guess. Yeah. So raise a, a daughter, born, married, living in Laramie, living the housewife life. Uh, how long did you? We moved. She was born in oh. Laramie. On okay. She was born on Christmas and then we moved like the next Friday to my husband got a job in Fort Morgan, Colorado. Okay. We moved like, a, she wasn't even a week old and we moved and it was probably one of the worst days of my life. I hated leaving. Very I was going to ask, like you are a very pro Laramie. Okay. I'm sure that was a very, very hard, difficult decision. Um, it was really hard, but I got to stay home for eight years and be a housewife and a mom. And so it was a good trade-off. What are some of the pitfalls of being a housewife and a homemaker? 
Um, it's lonely, especially if you move from your parents' house to a place you've never been and you're just staying at home. I didn't, my husband was working nights and yeah. we slept all day. So it was very lonely. Um, so I came to Laramie almost every weekend. I drove up and stay with my parents and, um, my friends and see my friends and my aunt and, but I don't know. Yeah, I was definitely lonely. I would say that was my, and you, you lose yourself because you're just focusing on being a mom and I didn't have anyone to talk to or anything. So it was, it was lonely for a few years for sure. Oh, I bet. I bet. I always thought like if th that situation was ever like given to me, like, would you be a stay at home dad? And I was like, Oh yeah, I don't really like working that much, but I could see the loneliness factor or you just want to have an adult conversation. Yeah, for sure. Definitely don't want to watch another cartoon or. Yeah. Maybe. Like when I'm. <laughs> you quit soccer for cartoons. Yeah. <laughs> There's a time and place for cartoons. Yes. But like the same ones I, cause I have, you know, nieces and nephews, I don't have any kids and they're young and my girlfriend's got niece and nephews. Yeah, I've spent a day with like Nickelodeon or uh, Disney on where I just wanted to, you know, rip out my ears to say like, no more of this. And so like when I'm around my friends that have young kids, young kids, I try to do really adult things. Like let's talk about like the meaning of life, you know, not the meaning of Elmo. Like let's just let's work our brains for a little bit. So I realize I, I, not, I don't can't sympathize what it's like to do that. Uh, I did take care of my little sister a lot. I was another parent, uh, but was not a parent. So uh, I do look at her now and, you know, those adult things like, oh, where did I go wrong? Or I did good there, you know, <laughs> stuff like that. You know, because I did have a huge influence in her life and I didn't know until probably much later. But yeah. yeah. Uh, when did child two come along? Um, about four years later. Um... I had a boy and yeah, life was a lot better at that point. I had a lot more friends, um, you know, so I wasn't still in Fort Morgan. Yeah. Still in Fort Morgan, Fort Morgan. Um, yeah. My husband at the time was still working a lot and, and I did go back to work a couple of years after he was born. That was probably helpful on the psyche a little bit. I mean, what? it was probably helpful on the psyche. Yeah, definitely, for sure. So, how did, where are you at now? I'm in Longmont. How'd you end up in Longmont? So, when I got divorced, um, just uh, um, Gordon, my current husband, he saw me on Facebook and just like messaged me. And I knew who he was, he knew who I was. We'd never met though. Okay. And so we just started talking through Facebook and stuff. And eventually, like a, about a year and a half later, um, I moved here. The kids and I packed up and moved here. It was, I, I, I was divorced. <laughs> it oh, I know. It wasn't yeah, during <laughs> No. Oh, no. I was like saying Facebook, like, did something good. Like, yeah. it's not right. always the positive place that it is. Uh, yeah, that it is now. And so... Yeah like stay off it now but yeah back then that was yeah 
Oh, I look, I, I've been on it since 2003. We had university emails who were only allowed on it. And I had one probably way older than the rest of everybody on Facebook, but I was a DJ in a bar. So it worked great. Yeah. Uh, for sure. Yeah. But yeah, looking back at memories on Facebook of those choice years, uh, there's some stuff that I'm like, wow, I, I, when walls were private and now they aren't. So I read it if they wanted to, do, you know, scroll back 20, 17 years, 18 years. Yeah. Yeah. Stuff I was like, oh, okay, cool. Or like, it just doesn't make sense on how Facebook works today, but it did for then. So mm-hmm. I loved it for reconnecting with people. Yeah. It's on a long time or yeah, it was great and relatives and stuff. And now it's all repost and nonsense. And it is. I'd quit tomorrow if I could find a better way to promote my radio shows and this show. Like that's all I seem to do. I don't try to get in the mix with some, sometimes I'll be like, okay, that's dumb. But I do more putting people on news than anything on Facebook. Cause I was like, I'm not listening to that right now. Yeah. And so it has its good and its bad, but it had a good for you. Got to meet your current husband. And uh, that's good. And I, yeah, I always see you guys having lots of fun. You guys seem to do a lot of traveling and such. We do. Not lately, but yeah. We, we've we had, we d- you know, like we both have so much in common with concerts and sports and like a lot of fun. I miss that for sure. That's good. Yeah. Like he's not a full on like Colorado fan. Oh, no, not at all. Yeah. Ah, I like it. I think every time I see you guys at some event, they must be beating Colorado teams. And I'm like, yes. I mean, yeah. I've got my Lakers sweatshirt on. Uh, <laughs> that's a rough one. Cause... Uh-oh. <laughs> that's my team. It's my home team is Blazers. I just put up a glass to the screen. At Lakers kick our ass a lot, so I'm not a – big fan very often yeah. i've seen it from magic i've seen it from kobe i've seen it from now lebron i was like oh and Shaq. forgot about that guy too Did you like so, him when larry nance went there what's that Did you like him when yes. larry nance went there that was kind yeah, of yeah but i wasn't gonna get a laker nance jersey or anything like that I <laughs> oh yeah makes sense well theo played theo ratliff played for the trailblazers for a little bit i should have got a theo jersey yeah. But I'm probably sure you still can. But yeah. Or like the, the good Laker leaves and goes to Portland. I'll love them. But that's just not happening right now. They wanted, to, gosh, people, sorry, side note. They wanted to trade for Damon, uh, Damon Lillard to go with LeBron in LA, but got Anthony Davis instead. Yeah. I was like, because the Blazers probably asked for the moon and stars and they weren't going to give all that up. We were like, yeah, we'll trade for him if you give us LeBron. And that's not was it was it gonna happen? <laughs> so, but I mean that's good. Uh, one thing I know I gotta ask you about is I always see this is the Oscar party that you have with your friend. Yeah, I think it's another LHSer. Yeah, it is. It's uh, Kim Buchanan. She was Kim Lindahl. Um, we've been doing Oscar. Like, I think um, we were twenty one when it, uh, the first time we had one. And so it's just the two of us every year, just, and her birthday falls around it too. So we do like a, it's kind of like birthday weekends and we do the Oscars. It's 
probably one of my favorite weekends every year. So do you guys have to go out and see them all make sure you see all the movies? What, what is the requirement? I mean, no, <laughs> I mean, okay. no, she, in fact, like she, we used to see so many movies together and then we had kids and she, you know, she still lives in Laramie, so she doesn't see a lot of movies. Um, my husband and I go to a lot of movies. And so we do see a lot of the movies. Um, but she, we, every year we get like a $50 gift card. We each put $25 in and then we do the, fill out the ballots before whoever wins gets the gift card. And it, it never, even if you see the movies and stuff, it just doesn't matter. So we, yeah. I think one year, I saw them all. I saw all the movies that were up for Best Picture. Like I, I, I happened to see them all. Yeah, I think it was when Talk a Lot was in that whole. Okay. That's that stuck in my head that whole year, and I was like, that never happens, because, sadly enough, I gave up on award shows a long time ago because of music. I was like, they give all the awards to the music I don't like and I don't listen to, so whatever to this, and I was like, I don't watch half these movies. Yeah, I, I was I younger. <laughs> And I was like, I don't watch any of these movies. And then I got older and was like, oh, I more respect, I understand, more entertained by not just an action film. So, uh, yeah, yeah. Only one year, I think I've watched them all. And so I might have. I think I watched the Oscars that year just to be like, all right, who's gonna win? Like, who's got me? And I, I'm not, I want to say I lived in New York at the time. Yeah. And that probably helped because I worked at a TV station and everybody was all up on pop culture. And now. I work a bunch of academics and no, we don't really think about that very much, very often. So you guys dress up though. When did that start happening? Well, we, when we first started doing it, we would like dress really nice. And then now, yeah, it was really fun. And we would like do stupid stuff. I mean, like we would have a, an Oscar date and stuff where we would like have like a cutout of somebody we were just stupid but it was really fun and now we just now it's turned into like matching pajamas or <laughs> onesie or something silly like we haven't dressed up, um nice in a long time uh you're gonna have to have an anniversary one like figure out what a 30 year well, year, that our 25th year oh yeah you guys gotta dress up right? And, and my husband has to like get us there at some point like that's the ultimate goal is to or at least get like in the stands when they're coming oh, yeah. in like all the stars so that's our ultimate <laughs> sorry all right folks we now have the dog on the screen yeah. name what's the name of your dog his name is dewey i thought you said scooby at first dewey. <laughs> like sweet Scooby. Nice. What kind of dog? It's an American Eskimo, or he is. Oh, wow. Is that like final, final bigness? Length big? I don't know yeah. what you call it. Okay. Yeah, he's like almost 11. Oh, okay. Wow. I guess white, you always look young. Yeah. I can't show you gray hairs. Got one, two. <laughs> he got all of his teeth recently pulled. So We went through that. Oh, my. Ta- yeah. Okay. Um, my girlfriend and I have different vets for our cats, which is where we need to get on the same page. Um, so I was like, 
my cat's 12, got to get him checked out. I probably missed a few visits, shots. So did all that. And they're like, he needs to have his teeth cleaned. And so that turns into teeth pulling mm-hmm. and not feeding them. Now you got to, you know, go through, through this whole process. He came home and he was all out of it. And our other cat was hissing at him because he could smell like vet on him. It took a couple of days and he was goofy for a little couple of days. It seemed like it's probably like my teeth don't hurt. They're not there anymore. Not all of them, but he's like, we probably don't hurt as much. So I'm nicer. Yeah. And then a few weeks later we had the other cat done and they sent us home medicine to give. Oh my my cat didn't require any. He had like a, I think he had something already in his tooth that just dissolved over time. It was an antibiotic. Mm-hmm. And so he couldn't have hard food, which makes sense for all of them. But this other vet gave us drops and taint. Oh, it was difficult to hide it in her food, to make sure you just didn't get infected. Yeah. And so I feel you. I understand you, dog. Yeah. You know, losing all your teeth. It's a tough, and also to have your pet put on, like put to not sleep, but put under. It it, it was it was a stressful situation for me. Um, not it's, yeah, it's not a fun. It's not fun at all. Yeah, I was like, oh my gosh, I've never, and I've never left the vet without him. And it's the longest animal I've had the longest in my life. And so, yes, I know cats probably he'll probably live till be twenty or whatever, but. It still wasn't a fun scenario. And And when you don't have kids and you have animals, they're your kids. And, you know, like it's, it's rough. I am very, yeah. As my girlfriend will say, you spoil your cat. And I was like, damn right, I do. I was like, because at the time I got him, I was bar DJ, I was wild and crazy. And he gave me a reason to come home and kind of gave him some normalcy. I mean, full time, but that, that was the beginning of, now you got to take care of something, not just a house plant yeah. or, you know, girlfriends. It, it's actually, this something relies on you to live. Yeah. And so, yeah, I understand, dog. Uh, I think I got only one more question for you. All right. Let me wrap up this quickly. I think. Usually I shoot for an hour, which is all right. Um, how did we meet? Because this is called All My Friends. Do you remember it all? I remember you in high school. I think, I don't think we interacted much until I started um, dating John Harden. And then, you know, going to football and stuff. I think I, I think maybe I talked to you at a couple parties and stuff. But I feel like when we really connected is when you started doing your radio show and you messaged me on Facebook and that's when we started yeah. talking fast. Yeah. Which was really nice. Like I, I work from home um, some days and it can be lonely sometimes. And so when we were messaging um, about our cats and everything, so yeah, yeah it was nice. Yeah. I mean, usually I can put like the moment on it. I'm obviously when you junior together in high school together i didn't move here till eighth grade and then like you said john dude john was probably more action yeah facebook another another win for facebook Yeah, another. Uh, well I, I would post thing like music stuff and you'd be like like and i'd be like 
she clearly has a good musical mind. <laughs> and I was like, that's what I need. And, and it was easy, like, I'm like, hey, give me five songs. You're like, oh, not a problem. Give me 10, not a problem. Like, <laughs> yes, this is great. And so, okay, music wise then, top five bands. I ask this of everybody. Um, gosh, Guns N' Roses for sure. Um, well, first one? Guns N' Roses. Okay, Guns N' Roses. Metallica. Um, Coldplay. Oh, wow. Uh. Um, 21 Pilots. And there's so many, but, um, what else? Dogs got it. <laughs> what do you think? Um, I have a tough time with the fifth. It rotates. Like, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. Like Metallica and Guns N' Roses, those are probably like, if they're around, I'm going to see them. Um, I mean, I love Post Malone too. It's not really a band, but. It's all right. You can say art, artist bands. It works. Because yeah. I'm like, uh, Beastie Boys are my top widespread panic who i go and see all the time uh doors so panic kind of covers the band i can go and see the other two have too many deceased members to do anything um jay-z is in there i'm a big rap fan because i got to meet him and oh you did yeah such a cool dude uh i was working a celebrity softball game and it was Puff Daddy's label versus Jay-Z's label. So we talked to Puff Daddy first. He sucked. He was kind of a dick. Yeah. Um, all expected. Everything he did was totally what he was at the time. Yeah. And then, so we go over to talk to Jay-Z. And he's not playing. He's just announcing. And I pull up, we walk up to him. My mom the reporter. We're like, we talked to you. And she's like, he's like, yeah, no problem. But hold up, player. And talks to me. And I'm like, what? He's like, is that camera heavy? Like, let me grab it. And he like grabs my camera and is like checking it out. Wow, I can't believe you do this all the time. That's amazing and stuff. Does it get tiring? I was like, yeah, it's all right. He's like, yeah, you're kind of built bigger, you know, to handle and big football shoulders. And I was like, yeah. And he's like, oh, dog, if you need any food or drink, just let me know. Just come get me. I'll get you something. And I was like, oh, my kid from Wyoming, just really yeah. not blown away by being in front of celebrity, it happened many times with the job and or college athletes or anything like that. But we're walking away. I'm with a reporter and she's like, you can't, you can't go ask for stuff. And I was like, but he said I could. And so, cause it, we have to remain like neutral and like not be influenced by them. And so I think we went on to talk like Tara Reed was there. And so she has a hot mess at the time. Was, I was just gonna say, yeah. She is tiny, tiny. She looked like she'd done a lot of cocaine. I'm going to yeah. go with that one. Um, sorry, Tara, if that wasn't the case, but you did. You no. did look like that. And so that Jay-Z like, gets in my list. And then, again, it's probably it's either Bob Marley or Grateful Dead or Sublime. Yeah. Or very, what I like. Um, I... It's weird that I always ask people those questions and, and everybody struggles that fifth because there's you're like so many bands out there, artists out there that I could really put out there. I'm like, well, just today, then you like yeah, this person. <laughs> yeah. 
right? You put in Post Malone, that was stumped. That's obvious he's up there. Yeah. Your stuff. I, it's where I haven't, it's been a long time since I've gotten in probably anything new musically. It's probably because I don't have kids and I do radio shows, but I don't search out the music as much. My buddy who runs the station more, he's the independent guy. He talks to independent artists. He interviews them all the time. I'm just like, I don't have time to get interviews in. I don't know anybody. I'm not putting the time to get people. I'll, I'm doing the podcast. That's what I figured. Podcast is, has fulfilled my interview need on my shows. And I get to interview people uh, that I know and have good stories and eventually get to, how do you meet me? So it gets me a little bit. <laughs> Yeah, no. and everybody likes to tell likes to tell their story, right? and because I was always like, man, I could tell my story for days. I want to hear everybody else's. And that's why I did this, and it started off. I was going to travel, like travel around, see all you guys. You're like, all right, sit down, let's talk about your life. And then COVID happened, yeah. and my first in first interview was the only one I've done in person, and the rest are all done via Zoom, and I hope when whatever season two or whatever we get to and COVID's gone that I can actually travel and maybe maybe bring you and Kim on for like an Oscar show yeah that'd be awesome <laughs> you're the experts you know or maybe yeah like right before the 20 was it you say 25th yeah right before the 25th I'll have to for sure that'd be next yeah see I, I have a Star Wars one planned now I have the summer camp I worked at. Like, there's a few people we're going to talk, group ones. So I'm, I'm setting the origin stories right now, as we'll say in the, the universe of, of the podcast. Get hit the individual stories, and we go to group stuff later. So I'll have to bone up on the Oscar, Oscars. I'll definitely, I'll definitely be sure to check them out, because this, this was really fun. I had a lot yeah. of fun. Yeah. Well, I want to thank you for being on the show, and I guess the food guy didn't deliver in the time oh, we've been talking. Hey. I don't even think it's been picked up yet. <laughs> oh. My poor kid. Yeah, they're gonna even starve to death. Yeah. Like kids do. Like kids they could do it at any moment. You got a house full of food, but they could still starve. No. <laughs> totally they yeah. <laughs> well, um, All right. Thank you for being on the show. And uh, stay safe out there. You too, Justin. We'll hopefully do another one soon. Carlisle, where are my drum beats? You may be busy with school. I'm going to give your dad a nudge, a poke, a text over the weekend, and maybe we'll get some new drum beats for the next podcast. Now, I made sure to put reminders in my phone to watch movies that will possibly be nominated for Oscars and to do an Oscar podcast with the Kims, maybe a preview or a reaction show. We got a little time to uh, sort that out. Thank you, Kim, for being on the show. On to the next podcast.